Are you ready to be the best that you can be? Join hybrid business coach and consultant Charity Brown and her guest as they give you behind the scenes access to the insider tips and tricks that will help you take your business to the next level. Charity has an extraordinary approach to boosting businesses to break out of their modes, influence their industries, and become leaders of their packs. And she's ready to pass this inspiring knowledge on to you today. Learn how to change your game and build your business into what you've always dreamed of, right here on the Create Clarity with Charity podcast. Hello, and welcome to Create Clarity with Charity. Today, I have an amazing guest. Miss Alicia B. Yes, Alicia Forrester Scott is here with us, the CEO of the official CryptoGummy.com, among many other entities. Hello, Alicia. Hi, Charity. Thank you for having me. I am so happy you're here. I know you're way out there in like Southern Mexico, enjoying the beautiful view of the ocean, um, soaking in some of that delicious sunshine and fresh air. Um, and probably harvesting a bunch of bees. I bet you have a bunch of bee cones out there, don't you? <laughs> there are a lot of very fat bumblebees in a tree right outside my house. It's very loud and adorable. Lovely. I bet that's fun to watch. Um, yeah, I had friends that put together one of their little beehive boxes and made the little slats and put it out like on their patio. Do you do that too? I don't do it here yet. However, I have plans for that exact project and also for a hummingbird habitat. Oh, lovely. Well, that's exciting. But today we are here to talk about your amazing product, Crypto Gummies. Yes, I bought mine. I love it. Yay. <laughs> um, and you've been, you wow, you've had an amazing career. So I really wanted to introduce you to the audience, you know, as an evolutionary entrepreneur, someone who has, you know, rode the corporate gauntlet, who has, you know, taken her passion and really like created a business and a product that benefits the entire world. So let's talk about you. Let's talk about Let's do it. your journey and how you came to be the CEO of the Crypto Gummy Group and the Active Brands, and along with um, a lot of the other e-learning and um, you know business type of um, programs that you've created, right? Right. Yes. In fact, uh, you talk a lot about the evolutionary entrepreneur, and that's my story in a nutshell. So yeah, I'm excited yeah. to dive in. Yeah. And you know what she means by that, as we know, like my, my mission here is to really like bring the entrepreneur story to the forefront, not the one that just like got the keys from their parents and inherited, you know, the company, the, the family corporation, but the ones that really made it through, you know, your story is really impressive being, you know, you, you had a complicated childhood where, you know, had both parents, but they weren't into, you know, um, nurturing your creative, you were kind of like, you know, in the box there and, you know, prime for society and all that. And, you know, so tell us about like how, you know, coming out of that race in a kind of like a cult family and into becoming a, a mom and a divorcee and then taking your passion, going to school. Tell us about that journey. Sure. I would love to. It's a bit of a heavy topic, I know, but I, I understand that a lot of people may relate to being raised in a box, essentially. Some people might also call it a fishbowl, you know, where you feel like you have no privacy and are expected to seem or be a certain way. 
And what I learned a lot of after, uh, what I learned a lot about myself after being away from that environment was that ownership and control is really important. Ownership of my behavior and my self-control and also learning that I can control myself and become disciplined um, more to be more in control and not just allow my emotions or my previous experiences or biases come in the way of like paving a better way forward. So that's really kind of the beginning of my adulthood is figuring out that it is important to have ownership and self-control. Yeah. And while you've really experienced, you know, really expressed that by all your amazing degrees and working in corporate media and you know, all your, the publications that you've helped written, um, that are so impressive and it made some major headway and, and all kinds of areas. Um, so let's talk about the be active brand and the amazing product going from, you know, corporate and, and doing, um, you know, working in branding and media, you had a lot of great tools and insights to kind of get your message through the wire, right? You work with publication firms and magazines. I'm going to actually share one of your articles here from what I think it was like 2013, the Be Yourself Supporting Friendly Projects to Save Bees. Is that 20, 2008 maybe? Oh, 2019. Yes. Um, you had some really amazing articles that you helped, you know, inspire others to really pay attention to the impact that our global economy with using, you know, certain kinds of chemicals and in, in our soil that are killing off the bees, right? And then our entire ecosystem collapses because of just this fuzzy little bug. Yeah, there is a lot to know about fuzzy little bugs that we call bees. Um, yeah. There are 24,000 types of bees on the planet, more than 24,000 that we had cataloged and they're all basically in trouble. Um, there's a lot of toxicity in the vi environment in general. And if environmental toxicity affects us and we have these giant bodies, then you can imagine like a tiny little fuzzy insect is probably going to have a hard time uh, with those same chemicals, for example. Uh, there's also other issues with bees. Uh, there's habitat loss, which is a major issue. That means that there's not places for them to live or forage for food uh, that is safe. And what I mean by safe is that bees are so sensitive that if they were to touch down into a garden and there are some chemicals in the garden that uh, create uh, imbalance in their health, they cannot get away from those chemicals once they've touched them and they become a systemic uh, toxin that eventually very quickly ends the bees navigation skills and ultimately their lives. So in this article that you're pulling up, Irish Tech News, uh, yeah, that was an Irish Tech News piece. Um, I had been able to meet the Irish Tech News group uh, talking at an intersection about like how finances and agribusiness uh, coincide and how the bees and the health of the bees affects the greater economy. And that's really been my body of work since I began to put my best foot forward as a writer, as a concerned person, and also as a granddaughter of a farming family who had seen firsthand what chemicals do to someone's health. Yeah. Very true. I mean, mm -hmm. 
we're all subject and now we're having like this entire like crisis with cancers. And I mean, it's probably all linked to the fertilizers and everything. So it's very scary and very serious. So I, I love what you're doing. Um, and, and, you know, with, with the, um, with that advocacy that you've been doing with, um, the bees, you, you started out just like kind of doing a fun once a day, once a week, um, venture, um, wearing a bee costume with your, your friend and mentor Don B. Right. And you guys would bring awareness to the kids and the youth and the neighborhood about bees and how important they are. Right. Yeah, essentially, in uh, I moved away from Arizona in 2011, 2011, and my journey took me to California. I ended up moving to California, and while I was there, I began learning about bees, and I was seeing dead bees and dying bees, and I finally looked it up and was really tipped off to the uh, food supply chain issues, and I saw that my favorite fruit, you know, which are avocado and mango, I saw that they were on, um, I saw that they were on an endangered list for foods and that really bothered me. Uh, I thought that that was probably the worst thing I had ever heard, uh, that my favorite mangoes and avocados, which to me is a salsa, right? Like, yeah. am I going to take that away from me in Arizona? Not easily. So that's a simplified way of saying I got involved. And by the time I got to um, Oakland, California, I was doing some local activism in Berkeley, California. Uh, this was weekly activism. And it wasn't me that was dressing like a bee. We only had one bee costume and my friend Don B, uh, we call him Don B and I'm Alicia B. But Don, he, would, he is a, a professional martial artist and a Chinese medicine doctor with a red beard who uh, wore funny, looked funny in a bee costume, and we would hand out uh, posters and flyers that we had made every Wednesday and get some attention for our work. And that really snowballed, you know, it didn't take long for us to stand out in our community and mm -hmm. begin to make a real impact at a community level. And no matter what I had been doing and marketing before, I had never felt quite so fulfilled or purposed as I had doing this this piece work. Oh, you hear Camilla. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah. And when we have interruptions, I'm not sure if you want me to pause or not. No, it's You're okay. welcome to kind of let me know. We keep it all or organic and authentic. I mean, every now and then there'll be barking dogs and tweeting birds. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Cam Camilla's the little dog. She's very, very sweet and funny. So, yeah. Uh, but that, that was really fun for me to get involved. Uh, such a deep level where I cared about something. I was scared about losing food. And if it was tied to bees or if it was any other way to solve the issue by help, you know, this way it's by helping bees stay healthy, I'm in, right? Like you, you can't tell me I'm gonna be uh, alive and food's gonna end, that's not gonna work for me, so. Yeah, and we cannot live without avocado and mango. There's like no way because <laughs> I would I would eat that just that for the rest of my life if I could. So we definitely need to make especially sure. not especially not the combination. What a yeah. what a situation to have, you know, such a such healthy foods. Uh, you know, including nuts, spices. Uh, bees also pollinate nuts and spices, and you know, it would just be really a less 
enjoyable existence without food that has that energy from the ground in it. And also it would be really an ugly environment to see gardens not green anymore and no, no blooming flowers because there's no one to pollinate it. And I don't know about you, but I don't know anybody out there pollinating food themselves. Right? Yeah, so I don't think like they've like that we have. I don't think they have that down yet. <laughs> the scientists haven't. They do out in other places, <laughs> other countries. You'd be shocked, Charity. This is crazy sauce. But get this: in China, this is a fact. This has happened for over a decade now. They hand pollinate produce. Wow. They actually get on with little paintbrushes. And there are no bees. They have decimated their bees and or were not bees in certain areas. There were never bees in certain areas because bees aren't just natural to every area. So yeah, no, we have tried to duplicate it. Oh, and there's wow. even been talk of like creating robot bees that do it. However, you have, you have so many, um, you have so many questions about bees in the first place to try to replicate their work or to replace them is see seems really short-sighted well yeah because then there's actually a whole nother collapse of the ecosystem it's not just the pollinating there's like a lot of other things that they do right I mean the honey and the the German yeah pollinating in Germany all that good stuff and just it just would mess up the natural flow of the ecosystem right because then we'll have a whole bunch of other problems I mean then that means that our air the earth's budget is collapsing that we have too much poison in the air and the ground that that means a whole nother bit of problems for all of us like maybe not surviving earth so right on yeah. right on <laughs> that, right on the the tail of the truth there is to add that if there was uh if bees didn't exist our seeds don't improve bees actually once they pollinate uh they are improving the cross-pollination and improves the quality of the seed and so you can take the example of a watermelon um, bees make watermelons sweeter with their wow. pollination and even though there are only eight types of honeybees in the world of the 24,000 types you know there are some bees that you know make honey that are not honeybees but they don't make as much honey so the, the honeybees are, are, are really important to us as a culture because yes, we value their honey and their propolis, their royal jelly and their pollination. Um, but when we look at the bigger picture, there are all of these other many types of bees that are much smaller than honeybees that are local to like, you would think they are maybe flies sometimes because they're so little, oh, uh, wow. but they come in so many different shapes and sizes. And there are bees that look like rainbows. There are bees that would blow your mind with how psychedelic they are. It's, wow. it's really fascinating to dive in more about, yeah, what is out there and what am I not looking at, you know? Yeah, and that's why it's so important to take, really be mindful and, and you know, take time to educate ourselves on things that we don't even ever think about. Like no one would ever know unless someone was educating us on that because, you know, it's a very, very niche specific, you know, thing and, um, I think now, maybe after 10 years, I think we've all heard something about, you know, if, if the bees die, the entire economy will collapse. I think people are finally getting it that they're like that important, but it took maybe 10 years of educating people and continually doing things like you're doing your Be Active brands and bringing that all back 
you know, to the forefront and then also raising enough funds and money to continue, you know, helping um, make sure that we, we don't extinct the bees by our, you know, ruthless disregard for nature. So <clears throat> that let's get, so all that passion and drive and activism and knowledge, you put that into a business. And now that is really what, you know, I say the evolutionary entrepreneur is about is taking your passion, doing something to help a problem, solve a problem, and, and also giving back at the same time, you know, tapping into that higher level of, um, you know, revenue generating that it's not just to get rich. It's, it's really for a cause. And I really love what you're doing. So let's look at crypto, the official crypto gummies.com. Yes, that is official crypto gummies.com. And Alicia's um, their first, this is your first B product. Yes. So be active brands is a product line that will have different products in it. And our first product is this crypto gummies variety pack. It is 30 vegan real fruit gummies in one bottle. And that bottle has three different formulations in it to make it really convenient to say it like AM, PM, and anytime formulations. And when I get into that, I mean that I've uh, added a zero THC hemp oil distillate, the premium, premium of premium most consistent that we can find in the US. And we have added that into these three formulations. And we now have a product that serves people in three different ways, even though it's just one bottle. Yay, because I'm a big CBD fan, as you know, I think I talked about my back surgeries and pain and inflammation mm -hmm. and continuous discomfort and how when I started using CBD, like it instantly happens, like sometimes when you take a pain pill or like, you know, pain you know, additive, it takes like 20, 30, 45 minutes. But what I noticed with CBD that it's almost like an instant body chemical reaction, um, takes the major edge off, you know, and your gummies do a lot more. It's, it's not just for pain relief and, and, you know, but it's for sleeping and energy. And so let's talk about those. Let's talk about, um, the blue Raz, the amazing one that I just had, um, or wait, no, what did I take? Oh, I think I took the caffeine, the anti-caffeine one. The you took the caffeine. energy berry. The energy mm -hmm. berry, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the energy berry first. Um, I just had mine today and I was feeling kind of jittery uh, earlier when I drank my espresso, my Nespresso. And I was like out and I was like, oh, I'm sweating and I feel all like kind of nauseous. And I wasn't, you know, but I have like a long day till 9.30 and I didn't want another cup of coffee. I'm like, yes, I can take the CBD gummy. So I have taken that now. And look, I am so wired now. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm feeling good though. I feel like I, I, it is. It does wire you a little bit. That's the whole purpose of it. You know, you you've tapped into an important need that we have, which is to increase our energy flow kind of on demand. And a lot of times we're taught chemicals. And that has worked for me in the past. I, I've drank as much caffeine as a, one person maybe could. And I could say that. Uh, it is a way forward, but it's not the most comfortable way forward. Uh, for me, I have been a patient, like a health patient. I've had several major health issues. And what I learned through my healing processes is that there are different types of pain. There's pain, nerve pain, there's tissue pain, there's bone pain. Uh, there's, there's types of pain that 
you, until you experience them, you cannot explain it. And yeah. until you have to cope, you don't understand how easy it could be to pop a pill. And for people that do pop pills, they do it because they are in great need. And my journey took me, uh, let's say this is 2015, 2016. And my healing journey brought me to a very uh, important doctor in my life. And he, he didn't know a thing about CBD other than what he had read a little bit. And it was because there were no products out that he could confidently recommend to patients and know how much of what type of oils were in them and how long they would last and what they would do there that did not exist. So I really took 100 days over a, a certain, it was that winter, I took 100 days and I ordered um, a range of different products, uh, lots of forms of them, creams, tinctures, capsules, um, oils, chewables. Uh, I tried just about everything and I really did find, begin to notice what was working and what wasn't working. So you mentioned the energy berry, which is this like really cute uh, orange color. The reason the energy berry works, I think, is because you have a green caffeine, uh, like one third of a cup of coffee's worth of green caffeine from an organic uh, coffee bean. And you are pairing it with a CBG, which is in some ways like a CBD. Mm. However, it does interact differently with your endocannabinoid system than CBD. It's studied separately. So I believe that the energy berry gives you like this very nice lift of energy without feeling as though you are getting a crazy rush or a crazy crash. Yeah. Um, I did mention, I did mention like uh, that there's reasons for the you creating the product for pain and you know about pain yourself, you know, like you, I know that we yeah. kind of connected on that level. And so this really was, a, you know, I, the blue Raz rescue is a 100 yeah. milligram piece. And this is like the best effort I could personally put forward in what technology exists today to give people a great value. This is two therapeutic doses of a premium CBD oil in one piece. And normally you're having to take like three, six gummies to get two therapeutic doses. And the therapeutic dose is considered 50 milligrams. 25 is sometimes considered therapeutic. And that's what you find on the market. This is four times that of CBD. And that makes it uh, really convenient for people that don't wanna have to eat half of their stash and feel like they just wasted all their money in one sitting. Yeah. Um, and then just to kind of finish quickly is this sleepy watermelon. Sleepy watermelon's a green color. And this has CBN in it. Uh, CBN again is a specialized uh, cannabinoid. And this also does have a, a little bit of CBG and a little bit of CBD as well. So you have sleepy watermelon intended to uh, help you relax. Literally, I take it myself after dinner, basically. And it doesn't knock me out like melatonin would per se, but it does relax me enough to where I am dozing off or pers mm -hmm. my personal experience is dozing off. And it does, um, the feedback I'm getting is that it does help folks stay asleep longer without any real hangover. So these three mm -hmm. together kind of are in one bottle and here's the bottle just real quick. You can kind of see on the bottle itself, it talks about the different stuff in it. And you'll also notice that there's a, uh, a B on there and also the maker 
of the product is someone I really care about out of um, South Carolina. They're the only factory in the whole world that make a vegan real fruit concentrate zero THC hemp oil gummy. And they've been just really incredible to work with. So I want to really say thank you to Reserve of Peace for, the, for their work. They're the whole reason that. I can bring this product forward. So. Yeah. And that's the other thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's got so many purities to it. I mean, like you said, it's GMO free, um, organic, soy free, gluten free, -free. organic made. Uh, it -hmm. is GMP certified. That means all the ingredients are accounted for essentially. And, um, the uh, people are starting to leave reviews, which is really nice. And Mm -hmm. of course I encourage anybody that ends up buying a bottle to give a review to everyone else and let them know, you know, how they, how they see the product or feel the product. So, yes, we need those reviews. So audience out there, please visit the official crypto and get a bottle and be so kind of leave a review because I definitely am. I can't wait to like, I take Tylenol PM, you know, kind of often I'm, I, my brain just never shuts off. So I'm excited to try this more organic, um, you know, sleeping method, Um, and also for the pain inflammation, just after a workout, see how it makes me feel, you know, it's, it's going to be fun. I'm going to really enjoy taking these for the next few weeks and I'll definitely be leaving my review. So I'm impressed to hear your review for sure. Uh, there, you know, there's, there's a give back angle, of course, to the product that I know we're going to dive into, but really uh, before that even matters, it, it makes sense that a product should work very well and that it should be consistent. So if that ever does not happen uh, for you or anybody listening, I want to know because of course, trying to give everyone the best possible experience with, it's a new experience for many people, right? So yeah. Yeah. And CBD is fairly new to the market space and, you know, people have their own opinions about cannabis, but I can't talk about how immensely it's helped me on my recovery with my hemilaminectomy and disectomy surgeries, um, along with just, you know, rehabbing myself at the gym and, um, you know, pushing on through the, um, the pain. So, um, thank this you. This product for- is, if I can mention it, is that this product is important to different people that maybe are not interested in any THC in their product. This was, mm-hmm. this is a, the crypto gummies variety pack is intended to have zero detectable THC in it. Um, which makes it even more remarkable that we're getting such great feedback because it goes to prove that you don't need THC, any of it, in, in a hemp oil distillate product, if it's formulated correctly and if it's high quality, you can get a maximum experience that is consistent and works for you, even with zero THC. And I encourage people that have this idea that you have to have a little bit of THC in there uh, that to get a benefit from it, to re- reimagine you know, their experience and maybe try the gummies instead, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to also feature them on my wellness side too, just because I think everyone should at least try it. I mean, yeah, it's not like smoking a joint, obviously like people need to like, or eating a funny brownie, you know, this is, it has no effect like that at all. So it's, um, it's good to like, you know, try new alternative ways of medicine. Cause, um, mm-hmm. it's a much more kinder thing to do for the body. It's, it's super awesome. So with all your publications, I mean, you've done some amazing work, you know, to, to fund the bees with this amazing gummy product to keep, 
keep the awareness, you know, top of mind for everybody. You know, you were writing for a lot of famous educators and people um, and, and building some programs. You want to tell the audience a bit about that? Sure. Uh, a lot of what I realize is necessary to the conversation about bees and soil health and the food supply chain is the core of education. And there's not really a single problem I've been able to come across where the education isn't the core, uh, the core issue. So for me, I, I've had this concept called restorative retail in my mind for many years. And if retail could restore everything that it's taken away, what would that look like? What, what would it feel like to live in a world like that? So for me, a lot of the writing and education work projects that I've taken on as like an independent agent uh, for these projects has been focused around the bigger picture of sure I can write about health and wellness agriculture bees but what's the bigger picture here how does it tie into like someone's everyday experience so a lot of the educators I have had the pleasure of working with own companies that create funds from using the skills that they're teaching and that afforded me a uh, more of a, more insider information than I realized at the time. And since then have really seen myself thrive using a lot of the information I was able to learn by doing, doing the projects. And for me, going back to kind of taking control of my own self and my own destiny, there is a major creative aspect to everything that drives my passions as someone who was raised to be talented. Uh, I was, it was an intention by my parents to make me musical or a leader or use my intellect. It stopped kind of, it stopped when I could ever be taken seriously. And now I've noticed that education has allowed me to take myself seriously. You know, I don't have all of these degrees. I, I have been working really hard for a long time, making a lot of mistakes. And a lot of the people I've worked with have been so kind to support me as I'm learning and have shown compassion to the bees and not associate my personal or professional failings with the work. And because of that, I have worked to maintain like a really super professional presence online you're not going to find really anything scandalous about me online because dang it I we love I know <laughs> maybe in the future right never know but, <laughs> but for now that might help um, it sell let's look so <laughs> right I have some fun projects coming out that I'm really focused on like that are related to things that will get attention and hopefully it will be for positive yeah well that's what i can to sell the product we have podcasts and your media skills and all the other amazing things that you're doing and just to like you know rejuvenate like our health and spirit with these amazing um organic products is is really awesome i know that you you've had some great mentors like don b and you have some maybe words of advice for our, our audience, you know, to take them to their next level to say, hey, if you're not filling that corporate gauntlet and you're just stuck in your box, like where society and maybe family have put you and, and you really want to do something, you know, heart centered and 
passionate about and that could could also earn you a living and you actually enjoy life. Um, maybe you could touch on that for us and, you know, tell us some of your um, insights on, you know, cultivating that creativity and utilizing it for business. I'd be, I would be happy to give my opinion on my own experience, which is um, you can't fake it until you make it. That's a misnomer. That is really bad advice. It's, I, I get what people mean when it means try super hard until you just make it, but that's not a humble way to live. And that is not a, a way that uh, to live that uses intelligence or critical thinking to evaluate if, you know, you really should be faking it at all. And for my experience, uh, having many public successes that I'm proud of, doing work that looks good on paper is really kind of boring compared to the type of life I want to live. I want to go <laughs> swimming every day in the ocean and eat really good quality food that I know where it came from. And I want to pay attention to little fuzzy bugs and be nice to people, right? So yeah. for, for my uh, personal experience, I have an opinion that you there really is not one way forward. It is more about moving forward at all and not feeling so bad or guilty about not having it all figured out, especially if the passion is what you do have and you don't know your purpose yet, that your, your passion still matters so much to the world and that you can be doing what your purpose is without ever realizing you're doing it at the time. So mm -hmm. keep keep going. Uh, don't give up. It's not worth it to give up because there is no body of authority that sends you a letter and says, hey, you're doing a great job. Keep going. Yeah. And there's not really a best friend telegram group that sends you a message and says, wow, I saw what you did today. High five. You really owned it. Those are inside voices for your own self to give yourself and to acknowledge. Keep going. And if you need help, that is a good sign. Yeah. It is really important that you need to, that you recognize you need help. So that's maybe a bit of a mouthful, but that's kind of where I'm coming from on my opinion of my experiences. Yeah. And that's straight on. And I remember you talking about some of your favorite quotes, like you can, you can fail and even do everything right. And, you know, something like that. And there was like, you have a favorite a favorite quote, pay no mind to the critics, something, something. Yeah, there, there's, there's a gentleman named Jean Sibelius and he's alive still. And he makes a, he makes a, he's an artist and he makes the point essentially of saying, um, or he's artful in his work, let's say. And he makes a point of saying, you know, don't, don't care what critics say. There's no statue ever created for a critic. And for my you know, that's really a sassy way to say, keep going. And it's a, you know, it's a numbers game. You have just, you have just as much chance to be supported as you do someone hating your guts for what you're doing. So. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, I mean, there's a lot of haters out there when you start doing well, people will try to find everything wrong with you instead of everything that's right with you. So, um, mm -hmm. You know, Can I mentioned a strange experience about that. Um, yeah. I mentioned this on our pre-call, which was when Don B and I were in Berkeley, California, 
and he was dressed as a bee and we're walking down the street one day. We have posters and signs and we're just being nice, having regular conversations with people and asking them about their experience or what do they know or what do, you know, do they see bees? You know, just really opening up the conversation. And there was some anger directed towards us in certain weeks from people that had had very bad experiences with bees or they know someone that was hurt by bees or they didn't understand anything really beyond that. And what I noticed is that it is a personal experience that you have to have to care or to not care anymore. And the more experiences you have that are positive uh, with something versus like just assuming that it's always going to be negative, you really do have a chance to get beyond your own bias. I wasn't raised knowing anything about bees, literally zero about bees. I had to be in my 30s, basically, Mm -hmm. to learn about bees. And I'm fine that it happened then. Has it complicated things for me to find my purpose in my 30s? Sure. I kind of feel like a late bloomer in a way, but I would say based off of what I know now, it was never going to be any different. I was always going to care about the food supply chain and it just happened to be bees that tripped me up about everything, you know? So yeah, even though someone might hate bees, I have to love them, you know? Yeah. And, and it's kind of interesting if like, I remember talking with you earlier and how you were saying, like, even when you're a kid, bees were present in your life, your nickname, Alicia B from your aunt and then the bees and then all those Mm -hmm. other bees and bees. And it just, it flourished into your, you know, your life mission and passion. And, um, so that that's really insightful that almost we- gamified. Yeah. Almost gamified, right? Like where you notice, uh, I remember in a psychology class, they say that once you notice a certain, certain color car, you notice that certain color car more often. Mm-hmm. And it was like that with my, my purpose, right. The more I noticed that I maybe had a purpose with the bees, the more yeah. I noticed that my passion would light up around it. And I realized that it's not normal to care about what happens with bees, but that's not because people don't actually care about bees. It's because we don't have any information or experience with them. And I've been really excited to learn and and watch people also come more into the spirit of caring for nature and bees uh, Mm -hmm. just from hearing about it one time, you know? And yeah. so, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, you notice a bee once and maybe someone will think of me or you when they see a bee next time. And that's really what matters is keeping the memory of what's happening alive in our own minds as we go about our days. Right. Yeah. And how we can better the planet. And it boils down to something very small, like a bee, literally, like really, what can we do to help preserve them? And you know, stop using that miracle grow or, you know, just make a better, you know, health choice or turn that, you know, air conditioner off or whatever, you know, like because of all the CFCs and that atmosphere and everything else and, you know, global warming and the climate changes. I mean, it all boils down to like very simple things that we could all just be more mindful of. Right. There is one exercise I want to kind of share something personal. Let me grab it for a second. So a lot of times I've seen dead bee bodies, right? They're just like on the ground or on the sidewalk or on the street or like I've seen dead bees everywhere that I started noticing them. There, there's so many bees that, and they all look so different that if you start to notice them, maybe you pick them out more. So a lot of times I used for years, I think I walked past bees just feeling really sad and down about it if I saw them. 
but I was decided that that was not, did not feel as comfortable as I needed to do the work. It was just really depressing. So I actually have these little bee bodies oh, that wow. I found, right? And I have two, I had found one and then I found another and I kind of have kept these with me on, on a little table side so that I'm looking at the bees and reminding myself to look at the bees because it seems to be, you know, especially from my athletic training, keep your eye on the ball. This seems to be like a really important ball to keep my eye on. So I encourage anybody the next time you see a dead bee or even a, a pollinator, which are, you know, there's a lot of different types of pollinators, but take it inside and have a look at it, turn it around, hold it in your hand, keep it for a minute and then set it free to rest if you need, but like, don't not notice it. Allow yourself to connect with what it means to see mm -hmm. a dead bee and consider your role in adopting the spirit of the bees. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think we all have a little bit of a fear factor. Um, I'm notorious for getting mm -hmm. stung, but it doesn't make me hate the bees. Cause I did the same thing. My, I had this huge gigantic, you know, I love the big furry fluffy ones that look, you know, they're like uh -huh. the big old bumblebee ones. They're like super the furry. Carpenter bees. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was like black and yellow, you know, black and yellow, black and yellow. And I had it in this I little black song. thing on my, like in this little glass container. Cause it died on the windowsill, but it was so fat and big. And I just thought that is the most coolest thing. And I like put it in the, in the jar and it was there for like years. Um, and they are Good really for you noticing that charity. I, that shouldn't shock me at all, actually, from what I've already <laughs> learned about you, that you would notice it. And I, everyone should be more like you, Charity, because oh, that's exactly the point of it, right? Like you, you are, we're having this conversation now about these, but this is something you had on your mind on your own and you are honoring those thoughts. And that's mm -hmm. part of reality is honoring the thoughts you have and not hiding from them. So not judging yeah. it. And Even though a few have climbed up my shirt and stung me a few times. <laughs> I've, I've been stung. I've been stung. And I, I kind of think how miraculous it is because it's sad. Also, it's not like they live They're They're dying to like protect something. It's yeah. kind of intense. Like, can you imagine like, I don't know. The it's hive, kind of a weird the queen. Thing knowing that they die, right? After they they, they, they die protecting the queen. We have to love the bee. <laughs> they a lot of the bees are are all about protecting their food source and their babies. And sometimes oh. they fight for the queen if they're honeybees, but most of the time it's like we would fight for our territory and our food source for our our, our babies, right? So yeah. it's a lot of the same instincts, I think. Of course, we're not like as obnoxious as bees in some ways, but bees can be obnoxious. I realize it. <laughs> yeah, that's great. You're on such a great mission. So everyone come, let's, let's go back to what I really want y'all to try are those amazing gummies to help support the bees. So please go to the official crypto gummy um, website. And that is official O F F I C I A L crypto gummies, plural.com and get, I have and a hint. Yes. I have a hint. If you do half of the blue one to start, you will have two doses and you will, you will feel it for sure with half, half of one. And you can see how powerful it is so that, you know, when you're taking the full 100 milligrams, which is, this is the famous one, blue Raz, uh -huh. just so you know, the hint is to 
try it in half at first and you can extend your stash even further, but you, you'll feel it with just even 50 milligrams of the CBD. So thanks for letting me butt in there, but that's, really I totally will. And I can't wait. Thank you. Cause I would have taken the whole thing and I might just float away. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get, yeah, you, get, you definitely relax. You can't, yeah. you can't, you can't really work hard if you take a hundred milligrams CBD, I don't think. So. Yeah. I won't be going to the gym. Maybe on this, uh, I really like the feeling I'm getting from, you know, I'm energized from the, the energy one. So that's exciting. Right so everyone, on. You guys go that's get so some, cool. and there is an am- amazing offer she has for you specifically for my podcast audience. The details will be the link and everything. The code will be in um, the show notes, but do you want to tell them about the offer? Sure. So I, I want to say that um, the company raises funds for bees, but also it was set up realistically so that anyone helping to spread the word could create income for themselves. And Charity, you've done an incredible job building this podcast business on top of your coaching and consulting and events. And of course, for me, you're one of the first people I'm working with in this way. So we're going to have a coupon code in, in the description, and this will help people get some off some off market specials, right? Things that they're not going to see. Oh, you hear Camila again. Yeah. <laughs> there uh, some off market specials. And if you buy a certain number of bottles, I'll give you some bells and whistles with it. But really, um, I'll send I'll send the bottles within one or two days. They'll ship from Arizona. I'll yeah, send a super nice fast shipping, guys. Too. I got mine in two days. Two days after I ordered it, it was right at my door. It was amazing. So it's yeah, not. Yeah, like- and you you did get a special treatment because I wanted you for sure to have an experience with them before we had this podcast. But it will be. I'll get them out as soon as possible. And in fact, uh, I'm excited because I'm hiring a shipping clerk. Uh, that will be like that's a big deal for me to not do it myself. You know, so mm-hmm. I'm really excited to kind of launch. And thanks for giving your. Uh, audience and people that care about um, strange topics like bees and vegan gummies, uh, you know, yeah. for giving a voice to it. So for sure, we need to do a lot more of that. And you know, your entrepreneurial endeavors. I mean, it is a business. It's not a hobby. So everyone go get a bottle. We need to support the cause. And Alicia B. Yeah. Thank you so much for all your efforts and being here, Alicia. It's, it's so exciting to see, see this uh, new venture blossom for you. So we will be in touch. And once again, officialcryptogummies.com, you guys. Go check it out. Hey, yay to wellness. Yep. No yay pain. to wellness and, and to the evolutionary entrepreneur. I really look forward to seeing your work this year, Charity. I'm not kidding. I'm like, I know what you're doing and I, I really like what you're doing. Yay. I'm so happy. I want you to come to my event, Zen Zone in Mexico. Mm-hmm. It's on the other side of Mexico, but we are going to connect. Yeah. I know because not only that, I'm in Arizona, yeah. so you're coming here too. So it'll be That's fun. That's true. <laughs> awesome. That would be nice. Yes. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thanks to everyone for listening. It's really nice. I really appreciate everyone listening this far. If they got this far, it's like a, a lot to take in with these and how it connects to gummies for some reason, but there's a lot of fun to be had. You just watch. Yes. And we can, we can all save the planet too. So just be mindful of those little buzzy bees around there. little fuzzlers and yeah don't don't forget about little babies right yeah try to notice more 
Okay, you guys will be seeing and hearing from you hopefully in the comments. So have an awesome day. Ciao. Are you ready to be the best that you can be? Join hybrid business coach and consultant Charity Brown and her guest as they give you behind the scenes access to the insider tips and tricks that will help you take your business to the next level. Charity has an extraordinary approach to boosting businesses to break out of their modes, influence their industries, and become leaders of their packs. And she's ready to pass this inspiring knowledge on to you today. Learn how to change your game and build your business into what you've always dreamed of right here on the Create Clarity with Charity podcast.